0: In Matthew 419, Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple
1: Makers Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us today as we are meeting uh, with Dwayne Wood. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, Mark. So glad that you're here today. Um, I'm glad that our listeners get to experience a little bit of your story, because I think it's, it's, it's unforgettable, honestly. And um, the things I know about you, um, I just think our listeners are going to uh, really enjoy it. So I appreciate you spending the time with us today and actually giving us the time to do this. Well, it's an honor to be here. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how you uh, stumbled upon this podcast today, but um, this is for folks who are uh, living for Jesus and trying to help others live a a life as a disciple for Jesus. And I know, Dwayne, you've been walking with the Lord since you were a child.
0: Yeah, it's early in my life, I had a dream that I died, and um, when I woke up, I just knew that I'd Wanted to go to heaven. I needed to go to heaven. Now, and how
1: old were you when you had this dream? I,
0: I really don't know. Probably around three.
1: Wow, one of your earliest memories. Yeah, I had
0: I had two things at around three years old in my life that that shaped my early life, and uh, obviously, uh, wanting to know God has been a lifelong thing. But the other thing uh, that happened, I remember asking my dad, "Dad, do you like baseball or football better?" <laughs> and he said. Uh, I think football. I said, Well that's what I want to do then.
1: Oh, you were wanting to please your dad <laughs> early, huh? Now, were you raised in a Christian home?
0: No. Um, my parents are both believers today. Okay. And um but uh my mother and father were very young when they got married and um you know, statistically we I should not be here. Oh uh, really? Right. <clears throat> my mother was uh 17. I think my dad was 19 when I was born. Just kids? Just kids. They'd been married, so they'd got, they got that part right. Yeah. Either one of them graduated from high school. Okay. Um, and so they just got up, put their pants on every day and went to work yeah. and raising <laughs> kids. But we certainly weren't um, raised in a Christian home. Uh, it wasn't that uh, God was bad. Yeah. We went to church occasionally, but there just wasn't any uh, grounding there.
1: So you have this dream uh, at three years old that you want to go to heaven, so yeah. you'd heard about heaven somewhere, I guess, or Ecclesiastes 3, is which says that God put eternity in the hearts of, of men, <laughs> and I guess at that point, little men. Yeah. Um, so how did you come to know Christ?
0: Well, I at the age of nine, we moved a lot. Yeah. Um and I'm not exaggerating. We moved over 30 times and between the time I was born and probably 1972, 73, so about 12 years.
1: Wow. We moved over 30 times. 30 times in 12 years. Wow. Yeah. My,
0: my father was a pipe fitter and a welder, mm-hmm. and he had a gift of being able to show up on, at a nuclear power plant and pass the test immediately. And so wow. uh, it's a seniority thing and uh, so he could never get work close to home we had to go we went everywhere moved a lot
1: so you made new Mm -hmm. friends a lot didn't you
0: yes i made new friends and uh funny story is uh that we lived in south carolina and so we'd go up north and everybody would give me gruff about the way i talked okay and i like to tell people we fought our way home from the bus stop every day (laughs) and then we'd spend enough time up north and come back south and the reverse would happen. Oh no! When we came back south, oh. like so, it, it, it was it was fine. Uh, but my mom,
1: you learned to be tough then,
0: huh? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But my my, my mom put her foot down uh, when I was going into the fourth grade and said, Ross, we got to quit doing this. Um, I remember the school principal asked my mother in Cutler Ridge Elementary. Asked my mother if he should bother to send for my records because we had moved from Chicago to uh, Inman, South Carolina, to West Palm Beach, Florida, to stay with my grandmother down to Cutler Ridge, all in about three months. Four different locations in three months. So four different schools.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's a wonder you could learn anything in that kind of transient.
0: Well, my my mother and father are, are, I call them cycle breakers. Uh, They are uh, uh, great people. And, they are an example of anybody who thinks that you cannot accomplish anything in yeah. life because you haven't been given enough opportunities. Yeah. They got up, like I said, every day. They put on their pants. They went to work. I'm and making a living. They've produced a good family.
1: So you're down there in Miami, uh, Cutler Ridge area. I know that's south of Miami, Florida. And um, you're down there. And um, how is it that you first uh, really have an experience with Christ?
0: <clears throat> so... Let me go back to Chicago real quick. We lived in Mantino, Illinois, outside of a cornfield in a trailer, and a Baptist uh, church had a bus ministry, and they would come through the trailer park picking, uh, picking kids up.
1: How about that? And
0: my brother and I, I grabbed him. My brother and I, we would go, and in the fall of that year, they kicked off a new campaign about – uh, uh coming to Sunday school, bringing your Bible, and bringing somebody with you. Okay. And you'd earn points. And at the end of the day, you the grand prize was a Johnny Lightning race set.
1: Wow, a Johnny Lightning race set. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and if anybody knows anything about me, competition is uh, something that I thrive on. Yeah. And so I am determined, and sure enough, I won that Johnny Lightning reset.
1: Congratulations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mom and Dad would put us on the bus every Sunday. They wouldn't go with us. They okay. put us on the bus every Sunday. And uh so but from that, yeah. both my brother and I, that's two years younger than me, we talked about it. I said, I'm gonna go down and and answer the call. I'm gonna I wanna
1: follow Jesus. And, and how old are you at this time, probably? Nine. Nine years old. Nine. Praise I'm in God.
0: fourth grade. And Praise um God. So we went down. Honestly, it was a heartfelt conversion, but uh, we went back to our trailer park. Mom and Dad bought us King James Version Bibles for Christmas that year. Okay. I don't like to read, number one, but certainly don't like to read the King James Version. (laughs) And uh, I'm nine years old. I have nobody to disciple me, nobody to pray for me, nobody to guide me. Wow. new in the faith, and so it just—and moving— It it just kind of dwindled. It faded Mm -hmm. until uh, I grew up in a little town called Miramar in Florida, and um, my high school football coach uh, invited me out to play golf.
1: So when your dad said football when you were a child, you took that serious and played football from then on, right?
0: Well, I I played every time I could. Uh So we moved so many times that I couldn't. I played for uh, South Dixie. Uh, Palmetto was our big uh, rival. I know you know who they are.
1: That's old Miami, both of our stomping grounds, right?
0: (laughs) And uh, then we went to Miramar, and uh, and I tell a funny story about that as well, but I won't. It's uh, My my mom and dad always tried to give us the opportunity, and I found out later that my dad wasn't allowed to play football, so they always supported us, and uh, I wound up at Miramar High School playing for the high school team, and... uh, I I didn't have any idea. I I just knew I wanted to play. Uh I didn't have any idea that I could play. Uh But uh, the coaching staff uh, saw something that they liked. And in particular, the head coach who was new to the school was a believer who used uh, stories from Scripture. David and Goliath, that's the one I remember the most. But he'd use stories from Scripture to motivate us and do things. And uh, between my junior and senior year, he invited me to play golf. And I'm thinking— Wow, we're going to go talk about football in the upcoming season because we'd just gone to the playoffs for the first time in okay. school history with 10 and 0. And uh, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. And we get out on that golf course and um, we're playing with an elderly couple. And coach has shared this with me, Coach Jim Scroggins. He's an FCA Hall of Fame.
1: All right, Coach.
0: He's taken thousands and thousands of kids to FCA camps over the years.
1: And, and the FCA, for those of you that don't know, is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's a ministry, lot to athletes in high school area. Um, and so you're blessed with your coach being,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: a Hall of Famer in the in the Fellowship yeah. of Christian uh, Athletes. Okay. Oddly
0: enough, we didn't have FCA
1: in high school then,
0: and um,
1: he was just doing his own thing.
0: Coach shared with me later on that I was the first. Player that he was going to witness to. How? Now awesome. he had shared his faith before, but I was the first player. He was nervous. He tells me, he said. Dwayne, I was so nervous.
1: I was so nervous. Oh my gosh, that's funny.
0: And, and we get to the sixteenth hole, and he's praying the whole time we're playing. Lord, I need an opportunity. I need an opportunity. And at the sixteenth hole, he said, "Lord, I guess this is just not going to happen today." And the couple turned around and said, "We hope you don't mind, but we have a dinner reservation, and we're going to leave. And we're, <laughs> we'll let y'all finish, but we're we're not going to be able to finish with you. I hope you don't mind."
1: And, and he's like, "Absolutely all sudden,
0: not." Man. All of a sudden, Coach, the way he tells it, he said, "Okay." All right, Lord, you open the door. <laughs> and so uh, he got down to it and started sharing uh, the four spiritual laws with me. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I tell him I'm the easiest sale he ever had <laughs> because uh, I, I, I had no doubt. I wanted to know hmm. how to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. And amazing. so that that night in the parking lot at the Orange Book Golf clor- Course in Hollywood, Florida, I turned my life over and made a life-changing decision that has been with me for the rest of my days.
1: You know, thanks, Coach, if you're out there listening to this, just to take the uh, opportunity uh, in your position to take the risk to share the best news ever with a young man. uh, That's been several years ago uh, that, that that happened, and you still remember the date, the time, the place, the event, and most of the things about it, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. What was it about what he shared with you that caused you to say, I'm ready to do this?
0: Well, I think the four spiritual laws is a good way of going about and and sharing one's faith. And, Uh you know, God has a plan for us and we're separated from God by sin, but God wanted to rescue us and made a provision. And, you know, Jesus is the way. And so I I understood all that intellectually. But what Coach did more importantly uh, for me was that he asked, that if I would be willing to meet with him one-on-one before school once a week for about three or four months. And I I agreed. I like
1: that. I like that. And
0: so he taught me how to read my Bible. He taught me how to pray. He brought me to church with him and taught me how to fellowship. Hmm. And um, those are the building blocks I use a football term, it's blocking and tackling. Yeah. Vince yeah. Lombardi's famous men, this is a football. Uh, right. That's start where with you the basics start. Yeah. start with the basics. But the difference here compared to my experience in Chicago was that I was discipled. Yeah. I had somebody who took me under his wing and yeah. showed me how to do this. And and it doesn't
1: uh, sound like it was rocket science. I mean, he shares the gospel, you accept Christ, and then he just says, Meet with me and I'll show you how everything I know about how to live for Jesus. Yeah how to read the scriptures. Yeah. This is this is God's plan for us. It, you know, it's our gift. Yeah. It,
0: it's the sword. This is what we need to do. How to pray. Yeah. We need to pray and and how to live. Now, he I was a uh, uh, a rough and tumble uh kid up until that point mm-hmm. and uh at the high school, in and out of trouble a little bit. Not not bad bad trouble, but you know, kid and, decisions. Huh? Kid decisions, <laughs> but but I had some crises uh, in the midst of all that and and i would go talk to him and he's the one that would he would walk me through scripture and say this is this is how you handle this disagreements uh, with teachers dwayne god's put them in authority you see in Romans where god ordains governments he puts people in places of authority and we don't know what he has planned for you but we do know that you're supposed to be obedient to that authority
1: yeah scripture it, trumps everything doesn't it
0: it, it really does yeah that's. The thing I've always told my kids is, hey, the final court of arbitration, it's not me. In this house, the final court of arbitration is what the Word says.
1: Yeah, God said it. That settles it, right? Right. Um, Well, I know that God, you accept Christ. Uh, Thank you again, Coach Scroggins out there. Keep doing it, man, whatever you're doing. And um, God softens your heart, but he didn't take that competitive drive away from you. Because no. you go on to uh, play football, not only in high school, but then you go on and play it in college, right? Tell us a little bit about about that experience.
0: Well, um, I was uh, the little engine that could. <laughs> uh, I, I played in a high school where uh, my, my junior year, we played Carroll City in the first round of the playoffs in 1977, I guess it was. And our high school uh, territories abutted one another, and there were... 13 Division One college football players wow. on that field that night. 13 or – I i can't remember the numbers. That's it. It was, amazing.
1: It, that was a breeding ground for football right. players, wasn't
0: it? NFL players, former NFL players, former first-round draft choices. Wow. And so recruiters would come to Miramar and go to Carroll City, and they would see a bunch of guys that they could get. And yeah. every recruiter from across the country came in. Lester Williams was a guy who was the number one recruit – Uh, in in the country at a defensive tackle position. And so I I was getting seen, and they kept looking at the film. Hey, who's the guy making all the tackles? (laughs) Oh, that's the little guy.
1: The little engine. The little guy.
0: And and so long story short is uh, I was heavily recruited, not loved by many, uh, but Georgia Tech loved me from the first time they saw me. And um, my parents had always known about Georgia Tech growing up. Yeah. And uh, my coach uh, certainly knew they, they wanted me there. and um, I, I figured uh, that year Georgia Tech had, I think eight or nine guys drafted in the NFL. and I'm like, well, I can go to Georgia Tech, get an education
1: and play in the NFL. And this is a little boy whose parents didn't graduate high school, and now you're going getting recruited by one of the premier academic schools in the country. I mean, Georgia Tech is academically is no slouch.
0: Yeah, they—they're. It's a good. It's a good school. I'm so very. You blessed. must have
1: had a good education too to be able to go there and survive and thrive, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was hard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've <It laughs> I, I heard tough. that at Tech they don't say when you graduate. It's you when you get out. When you get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That is
0: very true. And so
1: you wound up playing uh, football uh, at Georgia Tech University in Atlanta.
0: Well, it's Georgia Institute of Technology. Excuse me. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I came to Georgia Tech. My best friend, who's still my best friend from high school, was a running back. He went to the University of Alabama. Okay. And uh, I went to Georgia Tech. And lo and behold, they had won the national championship the year before, 1978. And so we're both freshmen, but— Alabama comes to Georgia Tech, first game of the college season, as our freshman. we're on different sidelines. That
1: That must have been fun. (laughs) It was. Now, how did your faith carry you through that time? You're away from family, you're playing uh, serious college football, and you don't have Coach Scroggins around anymore, but he must have had discipled you enough. How did your faith carry you through those college years?
0: So when I showed up, um, my mother and father uh, dropped me off at the top step. And uh, then I went into the bowels of the locker room underneath Grant Field. And I don't mind telling you, it was tough. And mm-hmm. it's it's a pecking order. Um, I had I had played in the Florida High School All-Star Game, and there's a pecking order there. And so you work your way to the top mm-hmm. uh, of, of that pecking order. And those are guys who are going to play all over the country. And then you get to Georgia Tech and the freshman recruits come in, you work your way to the top of that. And then the seniors show up and you realize that, oh, there's 16 inside linebackers uh, that are uh, older than me that are showing up. And so it just, I remember the first practice, they didn't have a place for me to practice. Hmm. Because the coach, position coach was working with the upperclassmen. And uh, I just decided, I looked at The guys that were standing there said, hey, I'm just going to start running. I'm going to train. I'm going to do something. So I took off running until they needed me. Uh, But it was kind of demoralizing.
1: Yeah, you felt like you are on the outside.
0: Exactly. It's demoralizing, but uh, the Lord has always – gifted me and blessed me in, in that sport. And, you know, I, I can go through and tell you one single play at each level that I've played at that actually made you. And the play that made me at Georgia Tech was our first scrimmage. And a, a guy, I won't name him, but he was uh, the heir apparent to the prior tailback, who was a first round draft choice by the Green Bay Packers. Mm. And he went out into the flat to catch a, uh, a screen pass. And I I read it. I I hit him. I lifted him, and I planted him. Uh-huh. And uh, everybody hooped and hollered, except for <laughs> the offensive guys. The coaches were <laughs> screaming <laughs> and yelling. But but the next day, uh, my that position got, got coach you noticed though. Didn't yeah, it? my position coach came out the next day, and and he said, uh, "Who was that? Who put that hit on on that tail? Who was that? Who did that?" And you know, I knew it was me, but I wasn't about to raise my hand. Well, he walked over and he handed me a jersey that was. Not a freshman jersey, but a two deep rotation jersey. Okay, and he said, "You're with me today." Okay, and I I played in every game that I uh, was at the university. Uh, you know, at, at the institute, uh-huh. uh, started for for three years for 36 or 33 of those games. Back then, we only played 11. Wow. But uh, f- the main thing is, I my, my faith is. The only thing that brought me through that, because mm-hmm. with all that good stuff I just told you, it was hard. Yeah, it was true. difficult. School was kicking me in the tail. I was, you know, getting kicked in the tail on the yeah. field a lot of times because you know I'm a 200 pound freshman playing mm-hmm. inside linebacker. And um, I remember calling my mom, say, "Mom, there's no Christians here. There's no Christians here." I don't. It was really, really mm-hmm. difficult. And then. I found a teammate, and then I found another teammate, uh-huh. and oh, then they find, I found they had FCA. Okay, and so um, you found slowly over time. I found my group mm-hmm. that to this day the first two guys that I talk about they're two of my best friends. They're both like brothers to me. How about that? And um,
1: um, well, God makes a way, doesn't He? I mean, there it, are people out there in, that are in um, in jobs or in maybe a new city they're living in, and they're one. They're probably feeling the same way of. Where's, where's my uh, Christian brothers and sisters? Who am I going to fellowship with? But, you know, prayer and persistency, God will show you those that, that can encourage you, walk with you along the way, just like He did you. Uh, I know you met your wife there, and uh, you married while still in college, if I recall. Is that right? Yeah, actually, I brought Joyce
0: from Miramar.
1: Oh, you knew her in Florida. Yeah, she lived
0: name. across the street from my cousin, okay. and so we dated a little bit in high school. And then uh, I went back my freshman year and uh, began to woo her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my mother-in-law, who's no longer with us, I uh, I, I love her and, and uh, give her the credit because she is the one who told my wife, Joyce, Joyce, go back out with him and give him another chance. <laughs> oh, thank God for second chances. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the, you know, we we uh, I've just been I've been blessed with a, a, a wife that is a, a believer that has uh, been right by my side, and um, you know, Lord's just been been good to us.
1: And I know that you, uh, the two of, two of you, raised four children. Yes, and um, I've been blessed to be able to watch them grow into adults. And Dwayne, I got to say, those of you listening that don't know Dwayne and Joyce Wood, uh, they I would say they should write a book on parenting. Um, they have been tremendous parents. The, the result of the fruit of the lives of their children is evidence to the way that you have parented them in a godly way. They all four walk with God. I know that. They love the Lord. And uh, I just can't commend the two of you enough. What would you say to parents out there who are kind of in the Raising young ones and are scratching their head and wondering if you know maybe the kids don't want to go to church anymore or they're kind of in the the challenges of of child rearing. What would you say to those parents today to encourage them?
0: I, I would find a mentor and 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 let me tell you that uh, as Jim Scroggins was a mentor for me with my faith. Jim Dobson and Larry Burkett ah. are two guys who Larry Burkett with how we ran our finances in our household, and Dr. Dobson about how we raise our family. I devoured everything I could get my hands on that those two guys huh. produced. You could see it was biblically based, um, which is very important to me. It's, yeah. it's all got to be biblically based. If yeah. it's not biblically based, I don't care to hear it, right. but— uh, it was biblically-based advice on what to do and how to raise kids. And, and I, I appreciate the accolades. You know, We're by no means uh, perfect parents, and our kids will attest to that. <laughs> but um, we did—I uh, I feel like I, I made a—not uh, an agreement, but I, I committed to the Lord, if he would bless us with a family, that we would raise those kids to bring honor to him. And to bring glory to him.
1: And you have. And then you have. I,
0: all, all of our kids uh, and their spouses, they've all married well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all um, disciple makers, they're reproducers. Yeah. And I know John was in your first. Disciple making group
1: What an honor I had your son My oldest Yeah He was uh, just finishing up college I believe And just just coming out of that And and, uh, so he is He is truly walking with the Lord And what a blessing To have them Raising your grandchildren How many grandchildren Do you have now?
0: We have three Wow Parker Jacob
1: and Avery, there you go. Shout out to the grandkids, right? Yeah. Well, an interesting thing is
0: we talk about scripture and the importance of scripture in our lives. Uh, I received a uh, video last week from my daughter-in-law, and uh, my oldest grandson Parker was sitting beside her, and she's in a disciple-making group, and she's doing scripture memorization. And on this video, uh, my grandson is repeating the scripture oh, God. that Dana is memorizing. Praise and uh it just you know, I, I, I saw her and I, I told her, I said, golly, that just that just warmed my heart.